What is up, everyone? Welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire week. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content, in specific Cowboys articles, which you can check out over there. We've got you covered throughout the entire offseason. Tonight on the show, we'll talk, and I think this will be the perfect follow-up to last night's discussion on the Cowboys coordinators, because on Sunday night, we got into what Pro Football Focus said about Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore. They ranked each of the Cowboys coordinators as the second best play caller in their respective fields around the NFL. Dan Quinn being number two on defense was not that big of a surprise after turning around the Cowboys defense the way that he did in 2021. But many were shocked that Kellen Moore was the second best play caller in this list by PFF ahead of Sean McVay ahead of Cal Shanahan, because pretty much everyone will agree that he is not on that level yet. And we had a fun discussion about this whole ranking last night on ADC Sports Dallas primetime. And tonight, and, and tonight, I think that we have the perfect follow-up for the discussion because I was looking over some of the mailbacks from DallasCowboys.com and staff writer Rob Phyllis had a pretty good comment on the whole Kellen Moore discussion, a discussion which features a wide, wide group of Cowboys fans that are so frustrated with Kellen Moore that they're ready to move on. And I get it. I get the frustration and all of it. But what we're talking about here is the possibility of maybe us being way too early to the moving on from Kellen Moore discussion. And this is what Rob Phillips had to say on this very topic. And I will read it word for word because I think this was something that we overlook. Rob Phillips said, the thing that maybe people don't realize about Rams coach Sean McVay, and this is in relation to Kellen Moore being compared to some of the best coordinators in the league. And I'm saying this is Rob because every rising offensive coach gets compared to him, is that he was an NFL assistant for eight years, including three as an offensive coordinator before he got the Rams job at 31 years old. Kellen Moore has been a coach at any level, period, for four years. He's 33. He's got plenty of time to eventually reach that level. Boom. And I think it's something that we overlook so easily when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. And let me go back in the chat here to some of your comments because as I was getting ready for this show, I was looking at the chat and I think we need to address some things. And for example, Cowboys Nation has been so frustrated with Jason Garrett for a long time, right? Not anymore because Jason Garrett is finally off of the Dallas Cowboys. But for the longest time, it felt like the Cowboys were never going to get rid of Jason Garrett. And as such, 
it feels like the Killen Moore conversation is tied directly to the Jason Garrett drama because a lot of Cowboys fans, and once again, I fully understand it, don't want another Jason Garrett situation to happen with Kellen Moore. But even Jason Garrett, and I'm trying to find the comment that I was looking for because someone said, here we go, here we go, I get it. Bruce Gottlieb says, if Moore gets the Jason Garrett treatment, I'm done. Can't root for another team, but I'm just done. And then Toxic Tom followed it up with saying, he already is getting the Jason Garrett treatment. I guarantee you, when Dallas comes up small again, Mike McCarthy, like Wade Phillips, will be made the scapegoat. I understand these hypotheses, these theories, and all of that, but is he really getting the Jason Garrett treatment? Like, look at it objectively. And look at it from the perspective that Rob Phillips is providing for us on the DallasCowboys.com website. Kellen Moore has been a coach at any level, period, for four years. Four years only. When Jason Garrett was made offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, he already had two seasons under his belt as QB coach for the Miami Dolphins. And then he got three more seasons as offensive coordinator for the Cowboys before, well, a little, a little bit less than that because he was made interim head coach in 2010 for the Cowboys. And then he was a head coach for 10 years. So I think that we are very far away from that conversation if we're talking about the Cowboys never getting rid of him, right? Now, what I'm trying to say is we cannot ignore what Rob Phillips brings up on this mailbag. Kellen Moore, although older than, Kellen, than Sean McVay when he got the head coaching job for the Rams, has significantly less experience as a coach in the NFL. And in spite of that, he's managed to have a productive offense. Whether they have fallen off late in the season, whether they have not met expectations in the playoffs, the Cowboys have ranked in the two full seasons with Dak Prescott, because I'm not going to count 2020 here, because that would be a bad way to evaluate Kellen Moore, in my opinion. The Cowboys ranked third in the NFL in 2019 in EPA per play offensively, which measures e efficiency, and seventh best in the league in 2021. Now, I also added some numbers there on how aggressive the Cowboys have been throwing the football, and they became significantly more aggressive on first down and second down in neutral situations when throwing the football. They were the eighth most aggressive team in the league. So there are some undeniable numbers that back up that the Cowboys have been productive under Kellen Moore, even though he has very little experience as a coach at this stage. He was thrown into a big role early in his career as a Cowboys offensive coordinator, sure. But is it really fair to compare him to Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan and all of that? And I don't want this to sound like an excuse or anything like that because I, I'm the first to admit that I have big doubts about where Kellen Moore is headed as an NFL coach, 
right? I have big doubts about it all. I think that this is a make or break year for Kellen Moore. I think that he's in the hot seat and he might be in danger of losing his job with the Dallas Cowboys, even though I strongly believe that he will just land another one elsewhere around the league. But this hit me like a bucket of cold water. And I will read it again for those of you who are just tuning in. The thing that maybe people don't realize about Rams coach Sean McVay is that he was an NFL assistant for eight years, including three as an offensive coordinator, before he got to the Rams job at 31. You will, I think that most in Cowboys Nation would be lying if they said that maybe we are not, excuse me, that maybe you're lying, uh, maybe some in Cowboys Nation are lying if this comment doesn't even raise an eyebrow for you. Now I have a question for you guys in the chat. Who would you rather have called the plays in 2022? If you were in charge of the Cowboys and you only have these two options. So firing McCarthy or Kellen Moore hypothetically is not an option here. Who would you rather have called the plays? McCarthy or Moore? And Toxic Tom says, so how much time do we give him, Mo? I'm getting really tired of excuses for this man. Not calling you out, Mo, says Toxic Tom. Well, the thing is exactly that. I believe that right now we're all in agreement that Kellen Moore is kind of in the hot seat. Is it really that late for him to be in the hot seat in just his uh, fourth year as an offensive coordinator? I think that, you know... If he struggles late in the season once again this year and he stays on board, maybe it's fair, right, to, to start getting even more frustrated and asking how much time do we give him, Mo. But I think that right now, Toxic, I'm, I'm, I know that it's frustrating and I know that uh, this might sound like a hot take, but isn't it reasonable to give him another year, especially – when McCarthy is, you know, when McCarthy was also given another chance and it's going to be just his second full year with Dak Prescott in at quarterback. Interest, uh, I'm surprised by some of the answers here because a lot of people are voting for McCarthy. Tommy goes with McCarthy. Lumen goes with Moore. Bruce Gottlieb uses McCarthy. Easy. MJ with McCarthy. Charlene Evans with McCarthy. A lot of people going with McCarthy here. I'm sticking with Moore on this one. Gilbert goes with Moore. Uh, Lumen goes with Moore as well. I am sticking with Moore on this one because I just cannot overlook the fact that with Dak Prescott on the team healthy, Kellen Moore has been able to have one of the best offenses in the league. I, I want to see one more year out of him before we're ready to turn the page, personally. What is up, B-Bird? Thank you for joining the show, saying you're making the point against Kellen. He got the job too soon and with not enough experience. Now, I agree with Bieber that this might be a point against Kellen Moore. But the thing is, we're not in 2019 anymore. We're not arguing whether or not Kellen Moore should have gotten the job in the first place back then. He already got it. Maybe it was premature to promote him to such a position this early in his coaching career. But now that the quote-unquote damage has been done i gotta say i'm a little bit intrigued to see what's next for kellen moore 
because we have seen results. It's not like Kellen Moore is mightily struggling uh, to provide a top 15 or top 10 offense in the league with quality players like Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper before this year at least. So I don't know. That's where I'm at right now. Eight ain't bad, says Lumen, and I agree. Terry says, Kellen, if he stays aggressive and doesn't ever let go of the gas, he had he's had a problem of letting off the gas too soon, says Terry. That's something that I agree with as well. MJ says, never learned from last time. Toxic Tom says, he reminds me of, Cl of Cliff Kingsbury. Good against bad teams in early and fades down the stretch. It's the same trend for three years now. I think counting 2020 is unfair, though. I, I, I got to say it. I think it's unfair to count 2020. You cannot evaluate Kellen Moore with, you know, Ben DiNucci at quarterback and Garrett Gilbert at quarterback. So at, I partially agree with Michael there because it's a similar trend to the one that the Cardinals have been facing but I think that, number one, the Cardinals' declines have been a little bit more pronunciated at the very least. And that Clint Kingsbury is the head coach, right? Alex Sanchez, what is up over at Facebook saying, Hi, Mal. What do you think about this article with Eric Eager puts Kellen Moore over Cal Shanahan, McVay, and Matt LaFleur regarding best offensive play caller? We kind of uh, put together a deep dive into this question, Alex, last night. That was the topic of the show last night, in case you want to check out the complete conversation. But overall, my takeaway was this. It's a formula that was put together by Eric Eager. I think that there's no way in hell that Kellen Moore is the second best play caller in the league on offense. But I think that, that the fact that he was ranked that high using that formula, which is a pretty interesting formula, you got to at least give him some benefit of the doubt as to why he ranks that high. And maybe the benefit of the doubt that maybe the Cowboys were even more hurt than we have talked about in 2021, right? Toxic Tom says, bottom line, Mo, do you think you can win a Super Bowl with Moore as the offensive coordinator with what we have seen this far? Says Michael. Big question for sure, because I'm not sure about, I mean, I'm not going to tell you that I'm going to make them among the favorite contenders or anything like that for the Cowboys, because for many reasons, I think that they're still, they're, they're not there. They're not there. They're not going to be big contenders this season. They might be underdogs. They might be the team that we root for in the playoffs to beat the favorites who are the Green Bay Packers, the Tampa Bay Bucks, and the LA Rams. But I will change that question up. I think that with the Kellen Moore that we have seen this far, no. I just don't think it will be the same Kellen Moore that we have seen this far. I think that there's definitely room, room for improvement for Kellen Moore. I think that he will continue to evolve. I think that it's too early for me to ignore the fact that he's shown special things and so much special things, so many special things that he even got plenty of head coaching interest around the NFL last season. So 
I think that it just will not be the same Kenlin Moore that we have seen this far. Will it be enough? I cannot say. I cannot say honestly, but I'm holding out hope on, on Kellen here. But Moses Bruce got the use. How will we ever see what Big Mike learned in his barn? Says Bruce. <laughs> now, I, I don't know that we ever will. I thought that we were going to see some aggressive analytics decision-making by the Cowboys. And it seems like we've only seen Mike McCarthy right the fence when it comes to analytics. Truth or false? Here's a question for you. Truth or false, the Cowboys offense will rank as a top 10 unit in 2022. There's no Amari Cooper anymore. There's no Lyle Collins anymore. But truth or false, the Cowboys offense will rank as a top 10 unit in 2022. Because here's the thing. Uh, top 10 offense, Toxic Tom says, in what? You can make it yards per play. You can make it efficiency. You can make it subjectively one of the best offenses in the league. Hear me out. Bruce will go with true. Lumen goes with true. Tommy is so far the only false answer that we've gotten. MJ goes with the 50-50. Gregory with true. The Reaper goes with true. Gilbert, Alex... Uh, Tammy over there at Facebook goes with true. Some falses. El Pipiti Pau goes with false as well. How can the... When you have a questionable offensive line with so many question marks and a questionable depth at wide receiver because behind CD Lamp, there are question marks, especially in the, you know... Meantime, while Michael Gallup comes back from injury, how can the answer be so overwhelmingly true if Kellen Moore is not a good offensive coordinator? Even with an easy schedule, I think that kind of gives us some benefit of the doubt for Kellen Moore once again, you know? True for Steve Miller. Questionable Kellen Moore is El Pipiti Pau. And that's why he went with the false. But most fans going with true here. That's where I struggle. I struggle with the fact that maybe we're getting a little bit biased on the opposite side. We, we're usually used to, to optimism biases. But this might be the reverse of it. This might be Cowboys Nation giving up too early on Kellen Moore. Even though there's a lot of evidence of good stuff from Kellen Moore. But I will say this, and I will double down on this particular sentiment because I don't want it to sound like I'm just blindly defending Kellen Moore. I have a lot of question marks on Kellen, and I think that this is a year in which he's in the hot seat. And even though we joke about the Cowboys loving Kellen and all of that, I think he is genuinely in the hot seat, and this is a make or break year for him. And Mike McCarthy as well. Toxic Tom says, I get it, but that's what the best offensive coordinators do is make do. The 49ers had a way less talented offense and Shanahan outclassed him. The defense, the offense is too predictable and inflexible. Moore only flaw was not making Pollard the Parsons of the offense, says Chris Graham. 
Joey Bellas is true because that will run this year. <laughs> but anyways, just wanted to provide some perspective on Kellen Moore and the way that we have handled the entire conversation this offseason. There are reasons to hold out hope on the Cowboys offensive coordinator, even though there are a ton, a ton of question marks. Before we get out of here, though, I have a poll for you. I have a, a poll for you, and I'm interested in hearing your thoughts because I was surprised when I was looking at social media and I found out that we are already in the USFL playoffs. It's playoff season for the USFL. And I wanted to check with you. I wanted to check with you. How many weeks did you spend watching USFL football this season? Because a lot of people tuned in for the first week and never turned it on again. And I would be lying if I told you that I was not one of them. I tuned in for the kickoff. I enjoyed it. I praised the USFL live on primetime. And then I forgot all about it. Bruce got the use goes with one. Uh, I haven't seen any since MJ. The Reaper goes with one week. A lot of people that tuned in for one week, including 30 here, uh, Charlene Evans, Lumen also won. Steve Miller said none. Steve never tuned in. Boring USFL says cut. <laughs> Six weeks is Gilbert. So we have someone there. Here's the thing. And this is why I'm bringing this up. Because I thought that spring league football was never going to work. And now I'm not so sure. Because it turns out that they've been getting some reasonable numbers over there in the USFL world. The USFL has been averaging, and for week nine, for example, on one of the games, they had 815,000 people watching. For the Houston Birmingham game, they had 350,000 people watching, according to Hua Gong on Twitter. In the Tampa game, they had 742,000. And this was the regular season's most important week. So maybe that has a lot to do with it. But I was looking at the average viewers for the MSL, the MLS, excuse me, Major League Soccer. And they are in the 200,000, 300,000 range. And they just got a massive deal from Apple. So what I'm asking myself at this stage is, are those numbers enough in the era of streaming platform content for a, a league to be successful? Now, in 2023, the XFL will compete with them and all of that. But I was highly skeptical about these leagues working out. And it turns out that the USFL already has a way higher rating numbers than the CFL. Now, granted, it's the first season, so that might be the reason why as well. But I'm just saying... Speaking of, you know, dismissing coaches or coordinators too early, were we too early to dismiss the USFL? Even though, as you can see in the chat here, not a lot of people tuned in to the USFL on at least out of the primetime audience right now. 
I loved, I loved the game for the first overall pick as well, Michael. Just seeing your comment now. So in case you guys didn't catch that, they had two one and eight teams, and they decided to change the rules up, and they had the two worst teams fight for the number one overall pick of next year on that game. I think that the key for a spring league football, uh, a spring football league to be successful is based on quality offensive line play and quality quarterback play. And the quality quarterback play part of it is hard to come by because there are not that many of those guys uh, playing football, honestly. And those who are, are practice squad quarterbacks in the NFL, backup quarterbacks in the NFL, and of course, getting to the best of the best, the starting guys that are questionable maybe in the league. But offensive line might be easier to get. And if they if they figure that out, I think we can get some quality products out of these spring league football leagues. But we'll see what happens. I wanted to make, uh, put that poll out because honestly, I stopped watching and I was highly surprised when I found out that we were already in the playoffs. Maybe I'll tune in to the postseason. Maybe we'll see the uh, Super Bowl version of the USFL. <laughs> but anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight. Thank you for tuning in. I know that we've touched on some controversial topics lately here on the show with Kellen Moore and the coordinator side of things. But I think we've had some pretty cool conversations, honestly, on the very topic. I will see you tomorrow night. Toxic Tom says, Mo too busy watching the Yankees kill the American League. 49 and 17. That is right. 49 and 17. And I don't know if, the, if is, is an O-hitter still going on? Wait, what? All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate you. Do me a favor and hit the like button. Takes about five to ten seconds, even less. And it helps us put this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. That will be it for me tonight. See you tomorrow. Thank you for your comments at 8 p.m. Central here on Primetime. <laughs>